Okay, so Paul. Yes. The other day, I was making dinner, and I bought a frozen pizza, specifically a Hawaiian pizza. Gross, but okay. And <laughs> I'd left it in the oven too long, and I burnt it, because I was supposed to cook it at a low, hot temp. Uh, a uh, lower. Aloha. Wow. Pineapple. Hawaii. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal 25. And this week, we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about food. Bree, are you hungry? I actually just ate dinner, so I'm really I opposite of hungry right also now. Also just ate dinner, which is good, because otherwise <laughs> I'd be very, very hungry absolutely i would be starving because we're talking about a lot of good food this week and we're talking about food because it's going into thanksgiving and since we really want to get into christmas after this we're going to do thanksgiving a week early which means on thanksgiving we're going to do christmas so we have to do thanksgiving a week early because if you don't play by those rules well we can't be friends (laughs) okay i'm sorry christmas should have already started christmas is starting now Next year, we're going to release a a soundtrack of songs along with our podcast. (laughs) It's just going to be Phineas and Ferb, though. Oh, yeah, totally. No, we're going to do parodies of their parodies. Can we call them (laughs) parodies? All right, let's get into the news. (laughs) Oh, yeah, news. Okay. So Disney Plus, we really enjoy talking about it. Which is good because that's all there is to talk about at the moment. Uh, Because everything else is crashing and burning, as we like to say. So Disney Plus, uh, as of this week, has 73 million subscribers, which, as Paul has informed me, is a lot for a streaming service. As someone who has half of a math degree, that's a lot. I'm failing my current math class, but... Cool. (laughs) I believe you. I don't know if this news was technically related. Like, I don't know if it came at the same time. But uh, WandaVision is coming out on January 15th. So last week, I believe, we predicted that it would come out towards the middle to end of December or whenever The Mandalorian ends. It's actually going to end, or sorry, it's going to begin on January 15th. So there will be, I think, a small break, right, between the end of The Mandalorian and the start of WandaVision. I think so, yeah, because we're on, what, episode three this week? This week will be episode four of The Mandalorian, and it's an eight-episode series season. Yeah, so that puts the eighth episode on, I think, December 18th. My math is correct, which gives us a one, two, three, four-week gap. So So a month between the two. Yeah, a month, but also the 25th and the 1st are both Fridays. So Christmas Day and New Year's Day are both Fridays. And I'm thinking that they're doing that also because of the fact that Soul is coming out onto Disney Plus on Christmas the 25th. So Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. They're probably leaving room for so to make it not all be dropped at the same time. Although I feel like the audience for WandaVision is going to be pretty different from the audience for Soul. The audience for Soul is definitely going to be much younger. Yes, I do think that they'll be different but at the same time i feel like people are so hungry for new disney stuff or disney stuff of any kind that i think that they're gonna probably bridge that gap a little bit more than they would on a normal year say because i'm not a huge marvel person but i'm definitely gonna watch wandavision and i am a giant child so i was already gonna watch soul (laughs) so yeah they won me over because 
I'm running out of shows to watch very quickly. It's amazing how much content there can be and how little of it anyone actually wants to watch. That being said, I have watched almost every animated movie on Disney Plus at this point. I don't buy that. That is all I did the first two months of quarantine. All right, we're going to play a game at some point called Paul Picks the Most Obscure Random (laughs) Animated Movie on Disney Plus and Brie hasn't seen it. All right, we'll play that game on another episode. Uh, Other exciting news in the world of Disney. Paul, do you want to talk about what's happening at Disney World? Sure. Which which thing are you talking about? (laughs) Are you talking about the permit? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the permit first. Okay, so there's a, a permit for construction, I assume, is filed for Epcot by the Italy Pavilion. It's a, quote, new food vending building, unquote. So what that means, I don't know. I thought you, I think you said you heard what it was. Yeah, I read on a couple different Disney blogs that it was going to be a new gelato quick service. I'm surprised, come to think of it, that we don't have a gelato place yet. We do, though. Oh, well, okay, that's why it's so surprising. Well, we have one in France. So it's weird that it's in France, not in Italy. That's an ice cream place, right? Not a gelato, because gelato is Italian. Well, yes, but they call it, like, I don't know. I've always found the ice cream in France to be more like gelato than, like, ice cream. Because it's not typical Disney ice cream that's in France. Like, that's... Well, gelato is made with, is it eggs? Something else that's different. Like, there is an actual ingredient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I'm also not sure where it will go. I mean, obviously adjacent to Italy, but where exactly? I don't know. Right, because there's not a lot of room there across um, the like walkway path where like America and stuff has vendors. I'm almost thinking because during food and wine, there's a booth there. So I'm wondering if they're just going to make the food and wine booth like permanent. Is it a gelato food and wine booth? Um, it changes yearly. Some year it depends what food they put in it, but it's like an actual structure booth, not like a cart. So there's a, there's a chance it could be that. We'll have to see. Interesting. Going back to Marvel, uh, this week, well, last week, the PlayStation 5 released, and with it, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is the sequel slash spinoff game of the Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4, came out in 2018. That is one of my favorite games of all time, the original Spider-Man that game is awesome. So I picked up Spider-Man Miles Morales for PS4 because I don't have a PS5. Come on. Who do you think I am? Don't know. Expected better of you, but okay. Anyway, I played Miles Morales. It is fantastic. It is just as good as Spider-Man. Um, there's still, you know, flaws, but yeah, super interesting, cool story. Uh, Miles Morales is just a super awesome, cool hero that I like a lot. I, I think I like him a lot more than Peter Parker, actually. So... Enlighten me. As someone who does not know very much about, like, the Spider-Man universe or the Marvel universe or PlayStation video games, what do you do? Like, what's the point of the game? Like, what do you do? And (laughs) what's the the point, though? And am I correct in each character of Spider-Man with a different name is a different person, therefore a different Spider-Man? Uh, I don't know what you mean by that last part. Well, like you said, Peter Parker and then Miles Morales. So, like, are they different Spider-Men? They are different people who both are Spider-Man. All right. We're going to skip that right now because, like, I don't think you could explain that in the time we have to talk about this. But what do you do in the game? Like, what's the point of the game? So, in the game, um, one of the main things is the whole... You can, like, explore the whole of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. It's shrunk down a little bit. But, yeah, swinging 
through Manhattan is awesome and it feels so good. Like it's just super satisfying and easy to do. And like the webs react realistically, quote unquote, uh, just in terms of like how Spider-Man would actually swing through New York, not in real life, but like in a Spider-Man movie. Question. Yeah. Did you play it on VR? No, this game is not in okay. VR. That would be nauseating. So there is actually a Spider-Man, one of the new Spider-Man movies. There was a VR experience that I tried and I had to I had to stop. I had to take off the headset. It was so nauseating even with the like anti-nausea mode turned on. So you're telling me that you couldn't be a Spider-Man and swing from buildings. I mean, maybe I could, but it would take a superhero level of practice and guts. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that sounds super cool, though. It sounds fun. If I ever come across a PS4, I'd play it. Or PS5. Yeah, that's highly unlikely. (laughs) They're expensive. I will make one complaint, though. Okay. So I played the original Spider-Man, not when it came out, but not that long after it came out. So with the with Miles Morales and with the PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man, they redid the character model for Peter Parker and he looks like Tom Holland, which is fine, but it doesn't look like what the other one looks like. So I was always very confused when he would show up on screen and I'd be like, who is that? Oh yeah, it's Peter Parker, the guy who I spent however many hours playing as in the first game, but he didn't look anything like that, even though it's the same voice actor. Whatever. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay, okay. that's fine. That's okay. I good to know that they're yeah, good to know. So we're gonna go back to the parks, or actually just outside of the parks, technically. Just outside of the parks, or in a galaxy far, far away, if you want to get really technical. And they showed the first mock-ups of the Star Wars hotel rooms. I thought they looked hella cool. So we've seen the concept art. This is the first time that we were seeing like actual, I think these are actual images, right? Out of the hotel itself, out of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, I don't know if those are the ones that are actually in the hotel right now or if they like were just designed to show what it was going to look like. But yeah, they looked so cool. And I know that it's going to be like take out a small loan to pay for it expensive, but I would do it in a heartbeat. It seems so cool. It seems really cool, especially all the gameplay stuff. If they actually get to do all of the gameplay stuff that they're trying to do, then... It'll be, like, an actually cool Great Wolf Lodge instead of just, like, Great Wolf Lodge, Great Wolf Lodge. You can fight me on this if you want, but the best part of Great Wolf Lodge is Magic Quest. I've never been, so... Oh, well, if you ever go, the best part is Magic Quest, the water parks, whatever. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Water parks are scary anyway. I think we both agree on this. Yeah. Like when we went to that water park and we neither of us wanted to go on rides because we're both like, wait. We went to Blizzard Beach and heard the sounds of people's bodies going down the, is it the Crush and Gusher? Is that what it is? Whatever the big, huge mountain one is where you go drop like straight down. And I'm like, your body should not sound like the car from Test Track. No, (laughs) It, it was so bad. And they like clock the speeds on it too. It's like, no. So that didn't go well. I hate water parks for a hot take. I, I'll i go. Like if someone asks me to go and I don't have to pay for it, I will go. But I am constantly afraid of dying a very sad and watery death at water parks. So, so but things that I'm not afraid of are roller coasters. I really love roller coasters because for some reason a really big metally death doesn't scare me. It scares me though. 
Uh, and also along with the mock-up of the Star Wars Hotel this week, we got to see the Guardians coaster. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which let me just say, that's an awesome name. It totally fits Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks like it totally fits the attraction. That's pretty cool looking. Paul, are you going to go on it? Yeah, I'll go on that one. It doesn't go upside really? down. Yeah, it doesn't go upside down and the drops don't look too big. Are you sure it doesn't go upside down? Did you look at the track? <laughs> I've looked at the track, but I've also looked at the vehicle and like, it doesn't look like you're like strapped in like harnesses. Like obviously you're strapped in cause it's a roller coaster, but not like right. over your shoulders, like Incredicoaster or whatever. Okay. And I've, I've done the Incredicoaster. So have you, I have, I've done it two times, three times, multiple times. This is blowing my mind. Cause I know you hate roller coasters. I'm not a roller coaster down. fan or a drop. Yeah. I've never done tower. <laughs> I've never done the other Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never done Rock and Roller Coaster. I think that's it. I think those might be the some of the only rides I've ever missed, other than stuff that has just opened since I've last been. Yeah, I like going upside down. The thought of just hanging there if it got stuck really just thrills me a little bit. I don't no. know. No. <laughs> I love I used to be so afraid of roller coasters. And then one time in seventh grade, one of my friends made me go on the Ring of Death at the State Fair. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that is just a round roller coaster. So you just go in a circle. And I threw up literally everywhere. Gross. <laughs> but after that, I wasn't afraid of roller coasters anymore. Okay. So now I go on all of them all the time. And I usually cry about it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm excited to get more of a thrill ride at Epcot. I think it'll be really fun. And um, it outdoes Test Track and or mission space as the thrill rides which neither of which are very thrilling they're both good rides but yeah no not terribly thrilling i will argue that only the only good thing about mission space is mission space green mission space yellow is sent straight from hell oh, i've actually never done mission space either that's the other one. Oh, well <laughs> I'm, but i'm green... a big person so like i'm just worried i'm not gonna fit <laughs> i would argue you'd fit i've seen guys bigger than you go on mission space i'm, I'm more much more tall than i am actually big but no, right. I'm just, I just saying. Don't like being I... cramped spaces. Just... Well, then you would hate it. It's a box. <laughs> yeah, but a spinning box. Yeah, green's fine, but yellow, you go on it and you come off. And orange. I just usually have to lay orange, whatever. I don't even need to know the color of it because I usually have to lay down after because I get so dizzy and nauseous that I can't. I have to close my eyes the whole time. I can't even do it. I'm a bad co-pilot. Also. A part of news that we don't have on our little write-up here that I saw right before this that I want to talk about is the new fireworks show at Magic Kingdom is being debuted, quote-unquote debuted. They're testing it this week after hours, but you can watch it from the Grand Floridian. Or the TCC. And their their code name for it is Project Nugget. Ah, yeah, because like gold nugget. Gold in the 50th, yeah. Yeah. Project Nugget. And there's lots of gold sparkly fireworks from what I've heard. That's exciting. I'm I'm very excited for the 50th. I'm like, come on, COVID vaccine. Like, I need to get down there. Need to see the sparkly gold fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving lives. But but when am I gonna get to go see those gold fireworks though? Should we move on to our main topic? Alright, so we did the daunting task that no one ever wants to have to do at Disney, and we picked our favorites of things. This was particularly challenging for me because it tested my ability to remember the names of things. Something that I actually thought you were really good at until we did this exercise. So I am really good at it. I don't know why. I just for the life of me could not come up with 
restaurants that I liked. And to be completely fair, food is never a like a point of my Disney trip that like I highlight that I remember. It's just it's just fuel. Yeah, there are a few places though that are highlights for me. On a normal Disney trip, snacks are the highlight mostly because I won't pay for like full meals in the sure. parks. Uh, so we're just gonna go through our top ten. Um, I did my restaurant correlating with my food. Paul did not. So I don't tried, be confi- but then I forgot what I liked at a lot of these places. So <laughs> so we will we will actively tell you when it does not align with the restaurant. Um, so I'm gonna start at number ten actually. Because yeah. I think I need to save my number one for number one. Yes, you do for other reasons, though. Perfect. My number 10 is Toy Story Land. Um, and they have a grilled cheese that will change your life. You're talking about Woody's Lunchbox, right? I am talking about Woody's Lunchbox at Toy Story Land. The grilled cheese is so good, I make it at my house since they released the recipe. It's so good. It's reasonably priced. I I do think it's a little expensive for a child's grilled cheese. But it is not as much as I have paid for park food. So, and you get tater tots with it, which is now a thing that I always want with my grilled cheese. Actually, I think they're potato barrels. Did you Listen. know? Okay, okay, and here's why I point this out. Did you know that tater tot is like a copyrighted term? Is it? Yeah, that's why like no one else calls them that. I've seen tater gems. Uh, yeah. Oh. Wow. Things oh, like they that. are, but they yeah. are called potato barrels. You're right. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. All right, well, yeah. So my number 10 is Toy Story Land's Woody's Lunchbox. You can also find this grilled cheese in Disneyland. I don't remember exactly in California Adventure where you can get it. Oh, it's on Pixar Pier somewhere, right? Yeah, and I think they do it in Disneyland also at another place I'm going to talk about later. So, Paul, what's your number 10? My number 10 is a place that I think a lot of people don't like, but I like it. It's Restaurantosaurus in Animal Kingdom. Ooh. Is it good? No, not particularly. It's not is it awful, fun? though. Yeah, no, it's not It's not terrible. It's not even particularly well-themed or anything. It's just like, <laughs> I like it. I don't know why. Like, I got, like, the burgers and fries there. It's not even, like, exciting stuff. What is the story behind it? Because you were telling me that it's, like, themed to a story. Right, so the story is... So do you, are you familiar with the story of Dino Land? Yeah, I'm familiar with Dinoland. So for everybody else who is not you, the story of Dinoland is basically there was a dinosaur archaeology expedition, and then I guess they got bored or something. I don't remember why, but for whatever reason, they just decided to set up like a crappy carnival. And so they set up a crappy carnival, and now there's just a bunch of bad rides there. And Dinosaur, which is an acceptable ride. Anyway, Restaurantosaurus is like the place where they slept or whatever. It was like their mess hall. And uh, so if you like look around, you can see that like all of the things are things that would used to have been in like dormitories, basically. And like there's a bunch of archaeology gear and stuff up top on like the in like the rafters and stuff. Huh. Kind of fun. I don't think I paid that much attention the only time I've been in there. So I'm no, someone to go told me like... that story. I don't remember who it was. But I definitely would never have guessed it without them telling me that. Yeah, I'm going to have to actually go in and spend some time in there next time I'm in DAC because now I'm just curious to like see. Next is number nine. Um, So my num- I'm going to just cover number nine and number eight simultaneously because they can be interchanged. I have them as Casey's Corner and Pecos Bills. 
I consider them about the same quality, price, and satisfaction of food. Casey's Corner ranks slightly higher because on a good day, their corn dog nuggets are really, really awesome. On a busy, crowded, hot day, they usually taste like they're going to give you salmonella. So don't go when the park's crowded. Um, but Pecos Bills, they don't have this anymore. Well, at least I don't think they do. So if you go rushing to Pecos Bills, don't think that they might have this. But the la- two summers ago, they had cauliflower tacos, and it was like deep-fried cauliflower, seasoned and spiced for tacos, and it was the best thing I've ever eaten in quick service at Disney. But I had to put them so low on the list because I don't think they have them anymore, and without that, they just have regular Pecos Bill stuff, which is fine. I did forget to point out my food that I picked at number 10. Oh, yeah. Which, they're not an order on my list, which is uh, the Subway sandwich that I would always get backstage <laughs> at Hollywood Studios. It's not you exciting. You find a, just, a Subway backstage at Epcot, too. There's also one in Disneyland, which at least when I went to Disneyland was on Google Maps. (laughs) So I thought there was a subway nearby and I went looking for it. And then, nope, it was backstage at California Adventure. Magnificent. But if you ever go backstage at the Disney parks, the subways don't disappoint. But don't go backstage if you're not a cast member, please. Right. Go become a cast member first. (laughs) Then you get to go to Subway. (laughs) Highlight of your whole life. The real perks. Uh, So what's your number nine? My number nine restaurant is the Polite Pig in Disney Springs. It's a pretty good barbecue place. Pretty solid. I went there on the 4th of July. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's that's all I got. I mean, they got good sides. They got pretty good barbecue. And the line's never particularly crazy. Yeah, no, it's usually pretty reasonable. So can't complain about that. What's your food that goes with number nine? The food that goes with number nine... Again, not necessarily related, but the breakfast burrito for breakfast that they have at the Grand Floridian. I don't remember what the restaurant is called. And I looked it up and I can't find it on the menu anymore. So they may not have it anymore. But they used to have a really good breakfast burrito at whatever the like grab and go kind of places at the Grand Floridian. That whole restaurant is actually pretty good. I should have put that one instead. Whoops. Oh, well. And I spent their number eight. So go ahead and do number eight as well. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Number eight. So my number eight is Liberty Tree Tavern. Uh, I've been there twice now. The first time I went, it was a, like, character dining because they were replacing, uh, what's the one on Main Street? Uh, uh, the, the Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace. They were replacing the Crystal Palace, which was down for refurbishment or something. So, yeah, it was, like, Chip and Dale and I think Mickey and Minnie. That was pretty fun. What? Yeah. When it was, was really that? Cool. Years ago. Okay. I mean, like, ten years ago. Um, and then I went again a few years ago, and it was still really good. Solid thumbs up, basic American food. Can't go wrong. You can't. How was the mac and cheese? The mac and cheese? I did. I think I had it, actually. I've got to know, like, because there are some places in Disney you can find good mac and cheese. It's just not on the hot dogs. I have had that before. I've also had that. I had it on the 3rd of July. In a crowded Magic Kingdom. Cool. Would not recommend either of those experiences, actually. (laughs) And then my number eight food is the hand-dipped corn dogs they have at the, I think it's the Columbia Harbor House, maybe? Somewhere, whatever, like right between like Adventureland and uh, uh, Liberty Square. Okay, real quick question on that. Are they as good as... Okay, for the listeners, let me ask what they're as good as. Are they as good as... It doesn't matter. The answer is yes. The Little Red Wagon in Disneyland? I've never had them, but yes, probably. I'm sorry. You've never had the Little Red Wagon corn dogs in Disneyland at the end of Main Street? Nope. 
All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. It just ended forever. <laughs> um, I'm going to touch on why you're wrong for never doing that when I get to it on my list because it's very high on the list for me. My number seven, however, is Trails End and their breakfast. It's a buffet. Um, expensive as heck unless you're a cast member. I've never paid not cast member prices, so I can't tell you how much it actually costs, but I assume assume it's very expensive. But it's so good. Like, it's usually never very crowded. You get to eat kind of, like, you get to see horses on your way in because it's at uh, the campgrounds at Disney. And it's just, it's good food. Like, it's normal breakfast food, but I feel like at as far as Disney buffets go... It really is the highest quality of the choices. That's not the one that's character dining, is it? No. Well, I mean, it hasn't been. Maybe it is now, but I don't think it ever is. It might be at dinner. Oh, yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. But breakfast isn't. Cool. So, So just breakfast is your whole food there? Yeah, I mean, they have these really, like, good cheesy potatoes, and their fruit is always ripe. So get the potatoes and the fruit. (laughs) Uh, my number, what are we on? Seven. 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 is Geyser Point. And this one I actually have a correlated food, which is the waffle fries, because waffle fries are the best fries. Uh, I also got like a BLT or something there. That was really pretty good. But yeah, I love Geyser Point Bar and Grill. It's over at Wilderness Lodge. Um, it's a beautiful area just to sit geyser. at. By the geyser, exactly. Yes, obviously. Yeah, it's just, it's a really solid restaurant uh, it's one of the better i think like quick service kinds of restaurants at a resort i totally agree with that the furniture is really nice too like when you like sit down to eat it's really comfy yeah. it's pretty new so it's all you know upscale and stuff it's also like half outdoor half indoor like they can like the walls like come up i don't know if they come up out of the ground or how oh. it works exactly but like if it's raining or something yeah there are like half walls that can come up oh that's super cool I didn't actually know that. I've never seen it happen in real life. Oh. I've only seen it on YouTube videos. So, oh, that sounds super cool, though. Well, when we went, it was super hot. So anyway, number six is I put it as the Epcot Pavilion in France, otherwise known as my favorite pavilion in Epcot and my favorite country in Europe. I have a tie there for if it's during like the day and I want lunch, uh, I will just buy an entire baguette from their bakery and eat it playing because it's two dollars for a baguette and you literally can't beat that it is the cheapest lunch you will find at epcot unless your lunch is water yeah right which then true okay but then i go back and they have an ice cream macaron sandwich which macarons are my favorite thing in the world as is ice cream whether it's gelato or ice cream we did not figure that out but it's really yummy and it comes in a french like style newspaper like wrapped up and it's super cute and super good if you can eat it before the florida sun melts it all the way gone so i will go just move on here to my food and i'll come back to the restaurant in a second because it's not related but my food is the croque glace i don't speak french um c-r-o-q-u-e i think c-g-l-a-c-e did I spell this right? Hold on. Well, I know the first word's croak. That's all I know. Uh, glaces. G-L-A-C-E-S. Yeah, so something like that. Anyway, it's amazing. It's basically ice cream, and they put it in a brioche bun, and then they put it in this, like, panini press kind of thing, and it's hot, but the ice cream 
is still ice cream and it's amazing and you should definitely get it it's at the I'm going to next time i go to epcot now yeah it's our it's at that ice cream place i don't remember what it's called i I, it's artisans something anyway something i'll move on to my restaurant which is sci-fi dine-in drive sci-fi drive-in diner whatever it's called whatever it's called it's super cool it's basically you sit in a car and watch trailers and clips from old movies and yeah it's just an awesome theming the food's acceptable (laughs) i'll go with acceptable it's not great food but the theming is just so cool that you can't you really can't beat it it's super cool i've only been once but i loved every second of it until you get lost going to the bathroom because it's so dark (laughs) the bathroom is hard to find yes i do remember that cool that's that's a good one i always told people to go there at hollywood studios i'd always be like you should check the the sci-fi dine i didn't i just i just told them that they were never going to get a reservation (laughs) oh well there's two types of cast members um (laughs) i wasn't trying to be mean i was just being honest (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Should we move on to number five? Let's do it. Okay. My number five is the Jolly Holiday Cafe in Disneyland. It's sister restaurant. If you've never been to Disneyland and you've only been to Disney World, it's almost the exact same as the Crystal Palace. It's the same color, same location on Main Street. The Jolly Holiday is a million times better and I will lay on that hill until I die. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's the expression. uh, Well the hill that i choose to die on paul so i kind of (laughs) is the expression (laughs) um so the jolly holiday is really sweet uh i've never had lunch there um because it's a lot of like sandwiches and soups and i'm not a huge sandwich and soup person but their pastries and their desserts are so fun and that's where you find all of the seasonal pastries during the holidays and during the summer months they have like special seasonals and they're just really tasty and really fun and The Jolly Holiday, obviously, is based off of Mary Poppins. And if you go into it when you're waiting in line, in all of the cases that they have that are, like, separating the line and, like, dividing it, in the cases are original relics from the movie. So you actually get to see parts of Mary Poppins while you're waiting for food. I like that you call them relics. (laughs) Like, there's some, like, ancient I mean, it's a pretty old movie. (laughs) It's not that old. That's fair. Okay, fine. What would you call them? Artifacts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Props. Okay, fine. Props. There are props from the Mary Poppins movie. And there is a carousel music box thing that was, um, I don't remember the author now, who wrote Mary Poppins. P.L. Travers. Yes, uh, that was hers. That was one of the inspirations for Mary Poppins. So that's there as well. And the food I get there is the macaron Mickey during the holidays and summer and all the time because it's delicious, but they just change the flavors per holiday. So during the summer, it's raspberry. During Halloween, it's uh, or cookies and cream. And during Christmas, it is peppermint. I have yet to have the peppermint one. That was supposed to be this year, but we're not going to talk about how sad I am about that still. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, what's your number fives? Cool. My number five probably could be higher on here, but I've only ever been there once is Le Cellier in Canada, in Epcot. It's just real good. It's a steakhouse. It's really expensive, uh, so it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's real pretty good. They got good food. They have chocolate mousse that they serve to you, and it looks like it's got like 
you know, a single blob and then like a little nose thing and then like two like maple leaves coming out that look like antlers. So it looks like a moose. I saw that on a YouTube video today. I thought it was super cute. So cute. I'll trust you on that one. I don't think I'm ever going to go, but it always looks super fancy and fun. It is super fancy and fun. Uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, my next food is Jack Jack's Cookie Nom Nom in uh, <laughs> Pixar Pier, which is amazing and enormous. And I have big hands, and this cookie is like the size of my hand. It is. I have a picture of me holding it up to my face, and it is pretty similar to the size of my face. What kind of chocolate chip cookie is it? A big one. Like, is it chewy? Is it, like, crunchy? Is it... It's... I mean, a little bit of all of them because it's so big. And it's not just wide. Yeah. It's also deep. It's probably a Ooh. good, probably not quite an inch thick. I was going to say they look pretty thick when I, like, have seen pictures. I've never gotten to eat there, but I've smelt them before and they smell great. Yeah. And they taste amazing. They're good and chewy, but they do have some crisp on the outside. Yeah. they're It's fantastic. And you should get it if you can. I've heard they also have a really good, like, I think it's a gluten-free cookie, something like that. Um, I've heard that's really that good. That's there. super good. Can't go wrong with Disney cookies. I've never met a cookie I don't like at Disney. Oh, uh, the Jolly Holiday also has gingerbread during Christmas time. Ooh. But once again, it's fine. So number four, <laughs> this is only somewhere I've eaten twice. I I want to say once, but it might have been twice. I don't remember because, like we talked about in our Halloween episode. California Adventures Cars Land it gets very hot and so there's sometimes there's parts of it I just don't remember because I think I was just in like a sweat trance <laughs> or something like too hot overheated literal fever dream literal fever dream but the Cozy Cone Motel in Cars Land is actually a quick service restaurant well it's four quick service restaurants and one of them they serve mac and cheese and that mac and cheese is served in a bread cone and there's nothing i love more in this world than bread and cheese as we have seen from actually most of the things on this list (laughs) (laughs) i also love bread and cheese as well as bacon and pasta i got the bacon mac and cheese bread cone i was really disappointed at at california adventure yeah really well i held the bacon from mine because I think that's disgusting. And the bacon the one I got was not was... the bad part. Oh, was it the mac and cheese? The mac and or cheese the bread? was no. It was the mac and cheese was the bread. The bread wasn't great either, but no, the mac and cheese was the problem. To be fair, I got the special spicy mac and cheese when I went, which is like a Halloween edition, and I think that that's what helped a lot because it was like hot Cheeto dust in your mac and cheese, and it was actually really awesome. But I couldn't taste the cheese, so. You know, maybe this would be lower on my list if I had it normally. But And then the bread was dyed black, which I thought was super cool and really ignited that little dark spot in my soul. So, like... (laughs) There's also potentially something else that was happening that I might not have liked. Reason I might not have liked it. But we'll get to that later, I promise. Okay, cool. So that was my number four. What's your number four? My number four... Now I have to choose. I should have numbered them. No... All right. I would like to point out that I made a beautiful chart that was numbered, and Paul chose to fill it in randomly. I would like Paul to point Paul did not choose out. to fill it in randomly. Paul's brain came up with them randomly. It, still. All right. I will go with Satuli Canteen. Uh, Satuli Canteen, excellent. I think that's your next one, too. That is my next one. So we can kind of just talk about it at the same time. What do you sure. get at Satuli Canteen? Satuli Canteen, for those who don't know, the quick service restaurant in Pandora 
I think you and I both agree the best quick service restaurant on property. Oh, absolutely. The probably the best quick service restaurant in Disney proper, like between Disneyland and Disney World. Like I will, yeah, I will. Sure. It takes the cake 10 times out of 10. Um, I'd also like to just highlight really quick their mobile order system there is flawless. Like it's I have great. never had a bad mobile order experience at Satuli Canteen. Yeah, that was one of the first restaurants that opened with that in mind and kind of kickstarted it. So I think every restaurant for the most part does that now. But yeah, they started the whole thing and it's great. That is just absolutely the way you should do it. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just it's set up well. The flow of the restaurant's great. I've never had a problem finding a place to sit in the restaurant. Like it's ten out of ten. Um, I get usually okay. So they've changed their menu a little bit since they have, opening. Very disappointingly, because they used to have this nine grain rice that was like super super good, but now it's like not that. They still call it that, but it's not that anymore. And you, so usually I just get a bowl with chicken and rice and then I get, I don't remember the name of the sauce. It's like the white sauce. Alfredo. I don't know. No, it's like, it's like a dressing of some sort. I don't know, but I get that every time I go without fail. And it's the same and in the best way possible. It is the same every single time. Yeah. It's super good and consistent. I'm just looking at the menu now. Apparently they have a Thanksgiving dinner bowl available Thanksgiving day only. Oh my God. It has wood-grilled turkey breast with gravy, stuffing, and red and sweet potato hash topped with crunchy vegetable slaw and cranberry boba pearls. <gasps> okay, can we bring yes. cranberry boba? I also have other great news. The thing that I thought was gone that is my food is back. The cheeseburger steamed bao buns. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they look, I mean, they're just bao buns, but they're supposedly like steamed pods or whatever. They're so good. I hate pickles. It does have pickles in them. You can't really taste them. They're mostly just crunch. It's really good. Yeah, they are really good. I've had a bite of the kids' bowl ones before, and they're super good. Um, Can we just talk about real fast also with the Thanksgiving exclusives, how there's a pumpkin cream cheese mousse, and why does that not exist all the time? Or at least just like Thanksgiving time. The, Why is or it in the fall. Thanksgiving Day exclusively? Well, actually, that right. one's Thanksgiving weekend only. Okay, but like, first of all, cranberry bobas want that year round. Second of all, pumpkin cream cheese mousse. Disney does everything else pumpkin starting in August. Why can this not be included in the August? I will say the bobas are the one thing I didn't like at Satuli Canteen. The person that really? I went with the very first time got a bowl of some description and they had the bobas in them and they're like yogurt or something inside there's like yogurt and vinegar as like it's yes. it's just it's gross and it doesn't add anything it just looks neat it does look neat though but yeah i don't i don't like the way that it tastes i don't no, hate their it, yogurt but bobas are weird if they were like normal bobas i'd be fine but like the fact that they're like creamy boba it's weird cranberry boba sounds all right especially with that other stuff uh, i don't even like turkey and i would definitely get that bowl that's a hot take. Also, I hate Thanksgiving because I don't like most of the food that happens at it. Canceled. Speaking of Thanksgiving. Okay. Wow. Um, after this episode, we just might not be friends anymore. And it's we really true. just, this podcast might just be falling apart right before our eyes. Yep. Or ears, as it were. <laughs> Over our hot food takes. So, but yeah, that was my number three. That was your number four. So what's your number three? My number three is the 50s primetime. Oh. I love the 50s primetime, so all of my top three are, like, real close together. Um, yeah, primetime is super good. 
They have tons of great stuff. The theming is excellent. It's really just fun to go. Um, they will, you know, the whole premise is it's your family. And so, you know, your waiter or waitress is your cousin and, you know, mom's making the food or, or dad's making the drinks or something like that. Yeah. It's super fun. It's really good food, kind of just American comfort food. And I love it. The food that I get there is the sample mom's sampling platter. I think is what it's called. Something like that. Oh, that is a lot of meat. It is a lot of meat, yeah. So it's the golden, the fried chicken, which is really good. The pot roast, which is excellent. And meatloaf. And I'm not even a big fan of meatloaf. I generally don't like meatloaf. But it's really good meatloaf. I think it also has mashed potatoes. I'd assume all the fix-ins make sense with mashed potatoes. I mean, that sounds like an American housewife 50s family dinner. Yep. And they got like old TVs playing cartoons and stuff yeah it's super oh, fun super cool. really fun have you never been to primetime i've never been to primetime <gasps> it's so much fun you have to go to primetime i will put it on the ever-growing list of things i need to do next time i'm in disney world assuming right. there's a next time i'm in disney world <laughs> my number two is the one i cannot believe you haven't been to it is lit okay it was the first food i ever had at disneyland it's my favorite food at, okay that's not true it's my second favorite food at disneyland because my number one's my favorite food at disneyland um it is the red corn dog cart and be honest, it's, i've never even heard of it at the end of main street kind of tucked away by the lockers and by oh what's that restaurant right next to tomorrowland tomorrowland terrace no it's on main street like before you go into tomorrowland it's on the, the right hand side the ice cream shop no oh it's what it is in magic it's, kingdom yeah, it's a character dining at Disney. I think it's the equivalent of Crystal Palace at Disneyland. Because it has, like, Captain Hook and Tigger and Pooh Bear and... Oh, uh, 1900 Park Fair. Yeah. So it's tucked right at the same plaza as 1900 Park Fair. Um, just tucked in right there. Little cart. Nothing fancy. But you wait, get wait, wait. Dogs. I'm wrong. 1900 Park Fair is in Disney World. Oh, my God, it is. It's at, <laughs> it's at uh, Grand Floridian, isn't it? I'm looking. Hold on. Oh, well, while... Paul looks for the restaurant it's next to. You get a corn dog and chips and apples, and it's such a good corn dog, and it's such a good price. And you can just sit there and take in the sights and sounds of Disneyland, and you get to sit right by Partners and the castle, and you can see Tomorrowland over your shoulder, and you just sit and eat your corn dog. And I love the corn dogs. They're like, I'm not even a huge corn dog person, but these ones, life changing. Plaza Inn, by the way. Plaza Inn. That sounds better and right. <laughs> but yeah, so it's my go-to. Uh, if I ever go to Disneyland with anyone new and or give people advice for Disneyland, it is top of my list every single time of what to get for lunch in Disneyland. Cool. I'll have to check it out. You'll have to. If I you do like love corn dogs, hand- to be clear. Yeah, I was going to say, if you like the corn dogs in Magic Kingdom, I don't see why you wouldn't like them in Disneyland. Yeah. All right. My number two is Deluxe Burger. Deluxe Burger in Disney Springs is so good. Easily the best burgers in Disney World. Uh, They're huge burgers, so be prepared for that. They also are cheaper if you buy them in twos. You will definitely not eat two of them on your own. If you're the kind of person who eats two cheeseburgers, you will not eat two of these. These are enormous burgers. Um, You may finish one. 
They're super good, though. They have lots of really awesome and delicious fry sauces as well that are yes. all excellent. I highly, highly, highly recommend the Chipotle mayo sauce. It is one of my favorite sauces of all time. It's so good. It super good. I put down the classic cheeseburger as the my food here, but no, I'm changing it. It's just the Chipotle mayo and the fries. Like, the fries themselves are fine, but man, the Chipotle mayo sauce is so good. The Chipotle mayo is super good. It was my favorite thing at Deluxe Burger. Now, mind you, I don't like Deluxe Burger as much as you like Deluxe Burger, but yeah. it is still one of the best restaurants at Disney Springs. I will totally give it that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is it is really just a burger place, so if you're not, like, especially if you're not, like, looking for a burger, it's not going to be what you want but if you are looking for just like i want to go to disney springs and get a really good solid burger can't go wrong with deluxe burger except for the fact that it is frequently quite crowded it is quite crowded but it's worth it it's yeah it's delicious you could just take it to go somewhere you don't need to stay it's fine yeah the ambiance is whatever so that leads us to number one so i'm gonna go first on number one and the reason is i know what your number one is Yes. And I have a good story about that, about literally exactly what you put on there, and I cannot believe that. <laughs> okay, so my number one is Via Napoli, the uh, Italian slash pizza place in the Italy Pavilion in Epcot. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. It's great. They have pretty good service. It's reasonably nicely themed, and they have the Quattro Formaggi pizza, which is one of the best pizzas ever. It's so good. I ate it for like dinner and then like the next two or three breakfasts just eating As cold. With pizza. It's so good. That sounds good. I'm going to have to go. It's on my bucket list for Epcot. Yeah, for sure. It's frequently, maybe not frequently, but it's not that uncommon to see reservations available even kind of last minute. So unless you're me trying to go, then it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's great. I'm always looking for good pizza at Disney, especially because it's usually just like the generic Pizza. Yeah, this is not Pizza Rizzo, which I think is underrated. A lot of people really hate Pizza Rizzo. It's not great, but it's also not that bad. But don't no. go to Pizza Rizzo, but it's not that bad. So fun fact, I've never eaten at Pizza Rizzo, but I've spent a countless amount of hours in Pizza Rizzo because the wedding room is popping and you just can hang up there and you can... Really? <laughs> my cat's joining the podcast uh you're just you can just hang up there and hula hoop and there are hula hoops you can hula hoop you can hula hoop and um (laughs) guys i'm so sorry my cat is just hanging out you can hula hoop and you can dance and it plays music all the time and it's just a suit it's a blast i quite literally love hanging out in pizza rizzo if you need a break from the hot or whatever it's a party it's all right but it's not your number one. <laughs> no, it's not my number one. No, if it was my number one, I would have to do a serious, like, mental check. Um, my number one is a restaurant near and dear to my heart in Disneyland. It is quite literally my favorite restaurant in Disneyland. I have never had a Disneyland trip that I did not eat at this restaurant. So I hear it for a lot of reasons. It's my favorite because it's in French Quarter. And French Quarter is my favorite part of Disneyland. Even though Hot take. you forgot what it was called. French Quarter is a hotel in Disney World. It's called French Quarter in Disneyland. No, it's New Orleans Square. Oh, well, New Orleans Square, French Quarter. Like, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's the whole name. All right. But I was saving it because the name of the restaurant's Cafe Orleans. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. So it's in French Quarter at Disneyland because it's Cafe Orleans. 
It is the best themed restaurant in Disneyland. It is the best food in Disneyland. Hold on, hold on, and... hold on, hold on. Let's go back here. Okay. When you said it was the best themed restaurant in Disneyland, despite the right. fact that it is in the same land and not that far from the Blue Bayou. Oh, correction. The best themed restaurant I've ever eaten in in Disneyland. Okay, yeah, I'll take that one. Yep. Because the Blue Bayou is very expensive and with yes. food that I am not interested in eating. And also a pain in the butt to get a reservation to. I almost did on my birthday one year, but it mostly serves like steak and I don't eat steak. So why would I spend the money? Right. Well, what do you eat at Cafe Orleans? So I, first of all, the palm frites are the best, the best. They're just cheesy garlic fries, but I love them with my whole soul. Which I'd like to know, you did spell wrong on the dock. I had to fix that. Thank you. <laughs> I also fixed. I also fixed the other thing you put on there because what you wrote was way we're not funnier. Gonna talk, we're not going to talk about it. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> Bree's really bad at spelling and names and spelling names. And then the cheese Monte Cristo is my favorite food at Disneyland. It's. I've always shied away from Monte Cristo because we're going to go back to that whole I don't like meat thing. Um, but this one is just cheese and jelly and powdered sugar, and it's all the good things that you want in the world. And it's actually really reasonably priced, I would like to point out, for quick, like for sit-down dining. And you can always finagle a reservation, not on the app. Fun fact, if you, Cafe Orleans sells out on the app really, like, quite often. But if you call the reservation line, there's usually reservations. And that's how I get it every time, because I forget to make reservations. Nice. Or anything. Do you want to hear my really fun Cafe Orleans Disneyland story? I, I do want to hear your really fun Cafe Orleans Disneyland cool. story. So I went with my friends. It was really fun. And we went to Cafe okay. Orleans and we got the pom frites and we got Monte Cristo's. We got the ham and cheese Monte Cristo. The mistake right there. And it was delicious. No, it was fantastic. It was absolutely amazing. And so we took it back, right? Because there's a lot of food. The pom frites, yeah. by the way, a lot of them. You get a lot of them. You get a, it is a good amount of pump reads. Do I order two orders every time I go still? Yeah. I honestly don't know how you did, how you do that because we, yeah, could not finish them. We were so full. Anyway. I would like to interject with, remember how I said I only eat snacks and I don't buy food. Usually by the time I sit down at Cafe Orleans, I have not eaten since breakfast. All right. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So like I mentioned, I like to take food home and eat it later. Right. So I take the Monte Cristo home, we more or less finished the Pomfrit, and I take it to the park the next day to California Adventure, because I still have like half the Monte Cristo left, because I ate a whole bunch of Pomfrit, and also, you right. know, other stuff. So I take it to the park, and I eat it, and that was also the day that I had the Jack Jack's Cookie Nom Nom and the mac and cheese bread cone, and by the time I eat the mac and cheese bread cone, I'm feeling a little meh, but not bad or anything. Yeah. And I buy a bunch, you know, buy my stuff with, with Disney gift cards and whatnot, and I get back to the hotel... We make a, a pizza in the oven, the little kitchen that we have. Mm-hmm. And then it's like one in the morning. And I just feel like absolute garbage. Okay. And I won't bore slash disgust you with the details. <laughs> okay. But both ends for multiple hours. Definitely food fuck? poisoning. Oh, God. Um, Yeah. To make matters worse. So first of all, the next day was, our, was planned to be our non-park day. We were going to go to the beach. I just sat... In the hotel and watched Seinfeld and slept. Um, I had absolutely nothing left in my stomach. I did go back to both parks the next day. Um, but I needed to go a little bit because, turns out, I left my debit card at Cafe Orleans. Oh, no. 
but thankfully the people there are excellent. So I called them and was like, hey, did I leave that there? And they were like, yes, we'll leave it at guest relations. And they did. Amazing. I'd be concerned if they didn't. But yeah, well, yeah. oof, that's rough. That being said, I would definitely go back and order the same thing again. I just wouldn't <laughs> need it later. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the mistake was packing it to take into the park to eat later. Especially without having like a cooler or something to, yeah, for sure. That's a big red flag to me. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it didn't like totally like off put you and ruin Cafe Orleans. Because... No, interestingly, the thing, the thing that it completely ruined for me was the mac and cheese bread cone, which I just can't do again. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's not, not that good. That I mean, loss. no. I love it, but it's not that like. I there's other good options. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, we've that had sucks. a lot of talk about food this this episode, but we would like to remind you, of course, that this episode is brought to you by pumpkin pie. <laughs> Do you want pie on Thanksgiving, but don't want pecan pie? Try pumpkin pie. Do people actually have pumpkin like pecan pie on their Thanksgivings? Yeah, we do. Oh, we might just be cheap. Maybe we just don't pay for it. <laughs> oh. We just run out of pie. Fair. That is all we're having this year since uh, at Washington, you can, in Washington where we record this, you can't have large indoor gatherings. Um, they were banned this week. Uh, so we are not doing a Thanksgiving. We are just eating pie. You're just eating pie. Cool. And maybe like tamales or something that we pick up from like a takeout place, but like pie. Nice. Um, I also, for the very first time, really want to talk about a small shop really quick during our advertisements. These are fake advertisements, just so you're aware, but this is a real place. This is a real place. It's not giving us money, we just like it. No, we really love them. Um, To be clear, no money's been exchanged except for the money that I give them for the stuff that I buy from them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paul, if you can see, I'm wearing this really fun sweatshirt. It's a quarter zip sweatshirt, and it is from the small shop called Magical Castle Embroidery. You can find them on Etsy and on Instagram. They do have a Facebook, but their Facebook will take you to Etsy and Instagram. So uh, they're called Magical Castle Embroidery. It's run by a mother and daughter back east. They are the sweetest, and they have the most fun designs, and they're just really fun to work with, and they will collaborate on custom designs, which is what I am wearing from Christmas last year. And yeah, they are just one of the most genuine small shops. So to our very small listener base that joins us weekly, if you are ever looking for a great Disney small shop to support, like that's one that we can fully throw all of our confidence behind. And next week, we will continue with our fake advertisements because no one is paying us to do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Except for Big Pumpkin Pie. We did get a big check from Big Pumpkin Pie. And a couple of pies in our freezer. <laughs> nope, just the money. <laughs> oh, okay. They just sent me the pies then. Fine. Oh, what? <laughs> Rip off. Uh, so to kind of wrap up our food conversation, we're just going to talk about like what we love most. That's like food. not in our top, oh. like our top 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. You meant um, a specific. Okay. Got it. I just there's some things that i think are hot takes that a lot of people disagree with like i like restaurantosaurus despite the fact that it is an objectively bad restaurant <laughs> yes uh i've been to be our guest three our time i've three our times three I've our been time. to be-, <laughs> be our guest three times uh apparently that is a lot i've been zero times so i've been for breakfast lunch and dinner uh when i went <laughs> for dinner our bill, there were six of us that went, mind you. So keep that in mind. But our bill was can I, almost... Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. 250 She's shaking her head no. Yeah, no. Okay, I don't want to know. Tell me. It was about $395 for six what? people. What? 
What? What did you Maybe order? Maybe Okay, so for dinner, you it's just 50 bucks a person. Yeah. And then you get drinks. I got oh, wine. I included. paid $15 See, for a glass of wine. You paid $50? 15 Oh, 15. Dear. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, but it's a set price of, I think it's like $52 per person, and that gets you an uh, appetizer, an entree, and dessert. So not a bad deal overall. All really delicious food, I will say, as far as sit-down goes. But then you have to, like, calculate tax and tip for your waiter on top of all of that. So that's how we ranged about $400 for the evening cool. for six people. I guess. It was awful. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Who was the poor person who got, like, Venmoed $300? We gave them all of our cards and just told ah, them to okay. split it. Got it. I Venmoed everyone $3 for my glass of wine. <laughs> because <laughs> it was just it was easier that way it was just just split it even but i think it's a little overrated i mean it's fun if you go for dinner but if you go for breakfast or lunch it's whatever i'd like to do it once it sounds like i probably don't need to do it more than that i would do dinner if you did it once good to know correction i've been four times i went when i went to <laughs> high school too <laughs> cool What's your favorite hot take food restaurant that's not dinosaur? I'm trying to think of places that I don't like that other people do like. Oh, I've got a good one. What's yours? Sunshine Terrace and Magic Kingdom. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, over by Jungle Cruise and it's the Orange Bird restaurant. Oh, okay. Quick service snack place. What's your hot take there? Uh, I don't like any of the things they serve. Like Aloha Isle is right there. Dole Whip is right there. Why am I getting vanilla and orange ice creams rolled together? Oh, that's a good point. Um, here's my hot take. Kay. I like the vanilla and orange better than Dole Whip. <laughs> oh, God. I don't like pineapple. Oh, God. Paul, I like pineapples. I will say, <sighs> Dole Whip's texture is infinitely better. I do not like the texture of the orange. It's like frozen orange juice. Right. No, that I think that's what's so off-putting to me is I yeah. don't like the texture of the orange juice mixed with the vanilla. Like, I think yeah. that's a weird texture. Because they're just two completely different textures. Yeah. The vanilla is so smooth and creamy and the orange juice is so, like, hard and icy. Yes. So that might be why I don't like it now that you say that. Yeah. It's also just, like, not the flavor that you expect, like, a creamsicle kind of thing to be because it's actual no. orange instead of the fake orange. <laughs> instead of sugary orange? Yeah. Yeah, it's very harsh. It's a very harsh flavor. Yeah, I would. I love Dole Whip. I'll eat like four or five Dole Whip per trip. No. Pineapple is my favorite fruit and my favorite flavor. Gosh. And just my favorite everything. I love pineapples. I have a pineapple tattooed on my foot. I love pineapple. But you s- seem to be incapable of cooking pineapple on pizza. <laughs> that I am, actually. I burn pizza a lot. Uh, best bang for your buck in the parks. Honestly, probably Satsuli Canteen. Like, it's got to be a, a quick service place that's really good. And that one's definitely, definitely up there. Um, it's definitely a little more expensive. For quick service places, for sure. Yeah. But it's going to be way cheaper than any table service place. And I think it's better than a lot of table service places. Yeah. And the argument I'll also make is if you're not looking for that amount of food, you can always order off the kid menu and it'll always be cheaper. For sure, yeah. Like, most of the things on the kids' menu when I went to Satuli Canteen, which was a while ago now, were basically just smaller versions of the things on the adult menu, so. I definitely get the kids' menu sometimes, and I think it's just as filling as the adult menu. If Like, especially if you're not super hungry, like, 
great deal, especially for the quality too. Like it's all fresh and great. And that's another thing about Disney food that I think a lot of people don't realize: a, adults can always order off the kids' menu, but b, kids and just people under twenty-one can all go to the bars except for jelly rolls and i think there's one or two more um but all of the like lounges and bars and stuff are all ages um obviously they just can't order alcohol and until 9 p.m right after 9 p.m it becomes they uh, can't order alcohol all... <laughs> yes <laughs> and that actually brings me to the best themed place at disney world land whatever um i've never been to the version of this at disneyland i keep wanting to go but it is very far away and i never want to walk to it because it's in the california. grand californian oh <laughs> <laughs> also because it's in california but uh it is the um trader sam's tiki lounge oh yeah i've heard that's really fun and good but I've never it's been. so fun um they pretty much sing for every so- like drink um uh, my favorite drink there is either the alcoholic dole whip again <laughs> Love me some Dole Whip, uh, or the Tiki 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 Rum, and they sing you a drunken version of Tiki Room when they serve you the Tiki Rum, and they have like volcano drinks that have like dry ice in them and like explode everywhere, and they'll like put on like full scuba gear and like pretend to swim through the restaurant, and it's it's so much fun. Like I I have a blast when I go. I'll go just not even a drink just to sit and watch other people drink. <laughs> and order drinks it's super fun uh, i'm gonna go back to 50s prime time like i i really just love that atmosphere um i think they do such a good job of mixing being fun but also like being good at service and stuff they used to be a little bit more like kind of make fun of you in a kind of lighthearted way they're a little bit less of that nowadays mostly just because just different sensibilities people i are guess soft <laughs> no no just i, I think people don't <laughs> like being made fun of which is fair can i pause on that note is also why they ruined whispering canyon at the wilderness, um, lodge. wilderness lodge because people kept complaining that they were too rude and they ruined me being berated while i'm eating my food wait what happened at whispering canyon i, I don't even know what you're so talking they- about well, they used to be super rude, to, like not rude, but they would just like play pranks on you. And like, if you asked for ketchup, they would bring you all 50 ketchup bottles that the whole restaurant have and put them on your table. Um, one time I went to breakfast there and my friend was eating significantly slower than the rest of us. So our waiter pulled up a chair, started cutting up her food and trying to feed it to her like awesome just great experience. That's cool. But also seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you're not comfortable with it, they can tell. And like one time we asked for our bill split in three. So he came back with the receipt cut into thirds and handed us each a part of it. And so it was just really fun. But someone complained about the ketchup thing and now they can't do any of it. And so it's just a normal restaurant now. And I'm like, what am I paying for? Mediocre breakfast? No, I was paying to be harassed. (laughs) That's an interesting sentence. (laughs) It's the best way to put it. I don't know. But yeah, so it sucks that they can't be as over the top as they used to be yeah it's a bummer but 50s prime time i want to try you just you really hype it up so i'm really nervous to try it now like what Uh, if it's definitely not going to be as good as i made it sound let's be clear here it's not gonna be that good i think it's still really good though okay i mean i trust that it'll be good i would just like to do real quick some restaurants that i have not eaten at but would not be opposed to eating at and mostly i just want to shout out because i think they have awesome names okay (laughs) they're both in california adventure there is corndog castle which I think is a great name for a restaurant. 
There's also a Poultry Palace, which is unrelated. That was not one of the ones that I was going to mention, but that one's from the Toy Story. It's on Pixar Pier. It's the one that's in like a chicken bag. Yeah. Um, It's the one from the the Toy Story um, Small Fry short. Um, But the other one that I was going to mention is Award Wiener in a Supporting Role. I just think that's such a great name. It's like hot dogs. I have no idea if it's any good. It's just a good name. I love it. It's it's hot dogs, so you can judge for yourself whether it's going to be any good or not. I mean, it's pretty hard to mess up a hot dog, but it's also probably not going to be amazing. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Uh, yeah, those are all great. I don't have any I'd particularly like to shout out in that reason. Do you have any you want to shout out for any other reason? Being particularly um, great? Particularly terrible? I want to try Skipper Canteen sometimes. I've heard it's I've heard it's fun. I've heard it's interesting. I've heard that the menu in particular is kind of different, which is maybe appealing, maybe not. I can't decide. Yeah. Um. And like I said, Blue Bayou in Disneyland. Yep. Would be fun if someone else paid for it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my money to eat there. Also, a restaurant that I've heard is actually really terrible, but people eat at just for the atmosphere is the Mexican restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion, like where they have the three caballeros ride. Oh, uh, uh, Sun on Hell Inn? Mm-hmm. I've heard I've the food there. is... I've eaten there. Oh, I've... is the food terrible? Because no, I've heard the fine. food is awful. No, I, it was fine. Oh. Well, when I went 10 years ago, it was fine. It's certainly oh, well. possible it's it's gotten worse since then, but... Oh, because that's all I've heard is that the food is not worth your time, but it's a fun atmosphere. Super fun atmosphere. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, I, the food, when I was in, like, I don't remember what grade I was in, it was fine. Huh. And I didn't hate it. I also wasn't a big fan of Mexican food then, so I probably got, like, a quesadilla and a churro or something. That's, that's fair. Yeah. So those are hard to mess up. The most underrated, under-talked about food in Disney World. Are you ready for this? No. Go for it. The bakery in Norway. Yes. Oh my gosh, the school bread. No one talks about it. It's so good. I have a friend who worked in the Nor- Norway Pavilion as a international program student, mm-hmm. cast member, person. And so I asked her, like, what things should I get in Epcot? Like, because you work there. And I also said, like, what should I get that is, like, actually Norwegian that mm-hmm. is really good here? And she was like, definitely get the school bread. It's really good. It's not really quite like what we have in Norway, but it's still really good. Yeah, highly recommend. Also, while we're on the topic of underrated restaurants at Epcot, Sunshine freaking Seasons. Yeah. Hot Delicious. Take. It's the best restaurant in the Land Pavilion. It's the only restaurant in the Land Pavilion. No, it's not. Sunshine Oh, I guess there's Garden Grill. There's Garden Grill. Sunshine, Sunshine Seasons is better. It is. No, for sure. I've never eaten at Garden Grill because expensive. No, thanks. I haven't either. And I spent my entire first program standing under it. So I really had no desire to go on my day off and eat there. Um, but Sunshine Seasons, delicious. For wide variety of food. There's something for everyone. Their desserts, 100 out of 10. They're fresh made in the back every single day. The best. Sunshine Seasons is the best. Cool. Well, we've been recording for forever now. So yeah, probably... I think we should uh, wrap it up. It's going to be our longest episode ever, probably. Uh, well, <laughs> at least for the time being. <laughs> I'm sure okay. sometime in the future we'll talk more about food and it'll go even longer than this <laughs> yeah cool so thank you everyone for listening uh, remember to follow us on instagram and twitter we're at signal 25 podcast on both of those platforms uh you can shoot us a dm or respond to our pictures or tweets or what's it fleets 
is the new Twitter Stories platform. Oh my god, there's Twitter Stories now? Yep. Cool. So have fun with that, Brie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, and just let us know by, like Paul said, like, comment, and subscribe to all of our pages and or our pages on platforms where you listen to us. Subscribing helps us get seen by more people. And if you're too lazy to share our podcast, then you can subscribe to us and more people will see us. But if you're not too lazy, you can share us with your friends and you can use the emojis pizza and mouse for pizza rat, the famed pizza carrying rat in New York City. And definitely no Muppet uh, Disney restaurant themed. I'd like to point out that that's a mouse because we were talking about Disney food, but I'm pretty sure it's pizza rat. Okay. Uh, But thanks for listening. And we hope we made you plenty hungry for Disney food. And Thanksgiving food. Happy Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And if you're not in America, we're thankful for you anyway. We are thankful for you. And I'm Brie. And I'm Paul. And this has been Signal 25.